a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. So I'm Leah Murray and Marty Carpenter. We are in for Boyd today, but Boyd will be back tomorrow. All right. So, Marty, you know, I feel like the economy. Oh, my gosh. We talk about this. There's all sorts of different answers. Um, I thought it was looking good. Like last week, we were talking about looking at economic numbers for the last quarter of last year. Growth was up. Everything was great. Um, Gas but, prices were down ahead of an election. That's now right. They're Everything back was up. wonderful. I mean, right. like, so, who, who could figure that out? Yeah. So the answer is, you know, the economists at the Fed are clearly smarter than I am. Right? So they know. <laughs> on fiscal policy, I on think all we're, you're on safe policy. territory. Right. So the Fed is showing signs that they will once again raise interest rates in an effort to combat inflation. Um, likely to be a smaller rate than previous ones because maybe inflation's getting better. Like it's easing up just a little bit. Um, but, you know. Yeah, it feels like the most optimistic expectations were like maybe by this summer, late summer, early fall, we could be back where we could look at cutting some rates. And, uh, you know, I like most Americans, you, you watch a number of different indications on this. Right. The most prominent is the gas price they put outside. And like when gas prices start going up. Lots of things go up, right? When diesel fuel is still expensive, it costs a lot to move food. So food gets more expensive. Right. When food gets and then more expensive, eggs right? Costs a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I don't want it to be the new normal that everything is just so much more expensive. But for the time being, yeah, we're still dealing with uh, a lot of the trouble from inflation. Yeah. So we've got with us Jessica Dickler, who is a contributing writer and editor covering personal finance for CNBC. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks. And I, I hope that that's a little bit smarter than us. Yeah, <laughs> my goodness! I would hope. Yeah, they got appointed for being smart, so that's one would what, think they should be. That's what we want. Yeah. So tell us, Jessica, what is the expectation of the rate hike? Do we think it's a definite, like it's already got a done deal? And then, what are people like? What's the debate about it? Right. So it is pretty much a done deal. It's the Fed is widely expected to announce its eighth rate hike in a row tomorrow. And most people are saying that will be at um, a quarter of a point. So definitely um, a little bit of a wind down from what we saw, those big supersized hikes in 2022. Um, there are signs that inflation has started to ease, but it's something that the Fed has committed to keeping its eye on, and it's not quite done yet. So like you said, I think we'll see um, a smaller rate hike tomorrow, maybe another one after that. There could be um, a pause and then maybe rate hikes, rates drops by the end of the year. So what does a rate hike of, of this size uh, really mean as far as like, how does that change things for the average family here in Utah? Right. Well, a one quarter of a percentage point doesn't sound like much, but it's really the cumulative effect that we're looking at. 
So any interest rate hike at this point is going to make borrowing costs even more expensive, and that's something that has impacted pretty much everybody across the board. All borrowing costs have gone up, whether directly or indirectly, and now we're at a point where interest rates are very high and it costs a lot of money, whether it's on your credit card or if you're looking, if you're shopping for a car or a home, um, there is a big impact from eight rate hikes in a row. All right. So what if you were as smart as the Fed, right? So you're just a normal lay American person who might be as smart as the Fed. What is the few kind of an example of a smart financial move that you could make in this environment? Like what should be the things that we're doing? Yeah, and there are definitely some moves to make. Um, Credit cards, for example, I mean, that's one of the ways that people are so directly affected by what the Fed does because credit cards have a variable rate and they move in direct connection to what the Fed does. So if the Fed raises rates by a quarter point, your credit card rate is going to go up too. And that happens automatically and you'll probably see it or not even notice it. Um, but it could it could be as quick as within a billing cycle or two. So that rate is going to go up, and the best thing you can do is start to pay it down. The average APR right now is about 20%. That's an all-time high, and it's an extremely high interest rate for borrowing money. There are way better ways to tap some cash if you need to. So most experts recommend moving that balance to a 0% balance transfer card. There's plenty of those still out there. And then just aggressively try to pay down that balance without adding any new charges to a card um, that you can't pay off at the end of the month. And if that if another alternative for that that might also work would be a lower interest personal loan. Those can be under 10%, so still a little bit high, but much less than a credit card. So refinance into a personal loan and then work on paying that down. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We talk about the goal here being to... Uh, curb inflation, right? To, to slow down inflation, to eliminate inflation. Uh, but let's walk through just sort of the fundamentals of this because I think it's important to make the connection. You raise rates because that makes it harder for people to access credit, uh, to borrow money, to buy things that they don't actually have the money for presently. And so by driving down demand, that's supposed to drive down the prices. Is that fundamentally what our how our audience should think about this as, as the effort to to curb inflation? I mean, yeah, that's pretty much the way it works. I mean, the Fed's goal is that by increasing the cost of borrowing, they will discourage people from spending so much money. And that's really how you get inflation under control. They're effectively pumping the brakes on the economy. It costs more to borrow, so people spend less. And we're already starting to see that happen. All right. So just tell me, Jessica. Oh, my goodness. So I feel like a recession is looming. Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes Biden says there's not one when I feel like we have one. Um, do you think the Fed is waiting for a recession to really start before they start lowering rates? Or is there some sense that they've got like there'll be one or two more cycles of an increase and then it comes down? Like what are they watching for? Um, well, before we see some relief. Yeah, well, in addition to, of course, inflation, the Fed is also watching jobs. 
um, and, you know, keeping an eye out for a recession. They have continued to say that, you know, that there could be a soft landing, which we, which means we would mostly skirt a recession. And, and we have so far. I mean, a lot of economists predicted we would be in a recession already, and that hasn't really happened. Um, GDP continues to do pretty well, and that's um, the biggest measure that Fed officials look at. So for the most part, we've avoided a recession so far. We may continue to do that if things go well. So um, there are jobs out there if you want one, which, I mean, just in terms of having such low unemployment. So if someone does lose a job, they could probably find another one. That's a good sign and means that even if you are your budget feels incredibly strained, as many people do by higher prices and inflation, um, there's, you know, there's still, they still have a job, they're still employed, and wages have been moving up. So those are all good signs. All right, Jessica Dickler, contributing writer and editor covering personal finance for CNBC. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right, Marty. It's been a lovely two hours with you. It has. Today. What parting shots do you have to make about well, I, the economy or anything? I'll throw this in on the economy. Um, <laughs> one, I think the rest of the nation in, in large part is feeling this more than we are here in Utah because right, our economy just, is still humming along. Yeah, like we seem to weather all these storms really well. Yeah, I, you know, the, I, economists will tell you that the Utah economy is is tied to the national economy. So like if the country goes into recession, we will follow that. But there's sort of a lag, and we're often one of the first states to come out of those kind of troubles. And it's also important to remember, like, to actually get it. Like, everyone loves to throw the word recession around. Unless you're in a political office, then you ban anyone using the word at all. <laughs> oh, is but, that why Biden said, yeah. "I don't care what the definition is. Yeah. There's not a recession." Right. Just, gotcha. just okay. don't talk. If you don't talk about a recession, a recession won't appear. Right. Or if you say it three right. times, it's like Beetlejuice, and it'll show up. But it's it's got to be. I mean, the definition of a recession is three consecutive quarters of negative growth. Right. And so it takes a while to get into it and you can go a bad one, a good one, a bad one. And then suddenly it's not really, but there is still some slowing. But here in Utah, things are humming along pretty well. We're not totally immune to what will happen across the rest of the country. But right now, boy, we're not feeling it here quite like they are in other parts of the country. That, of course, doesn't mean that there aren't families and individuals here in Utah who are feeling. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining us today on Inside Sources. As I said, good authority. Tomorrow, Boyd Matheson will be back. Stick around for Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News. Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.